Hi, everybody. Welcome to Carnival of Randomness. And forgive us if we cough a little. We don't have COVID, but we have allergies. It's just the season. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, you're probably all grossed out. But Rochester is just such home, so much talent. They they come from here. They come from Brooklyn. And she just told me that. So I, I just cheated. So we're very glad. Greg, the second banana and the drummer extraordinaire is here, of course. Hello. But, hi, Cinnamon Jones. Thanks hi, for coming. Hi, how are you? Oh, very good, except for the allergy stuff. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Happy Father's Day. Yes, we're recording on Father's Day, which is cool. Make your payments. Ah. (laughs) They're coming at your door. Knock, knock, knock. Oh, no, if there's a knock at the studio door or whatever. Child support. Child support. Child support. What? I got a child? And these two were saying, do you support it? So how did you get here from Brooklyn to play for us? Oh, my God. I I came. Well, actually, I grew up in Brooklyn, and then I moved to San Francisco and Oakland for about 20 years. And then I came back to New York State to be close to my family, but not close to their drama. So I moved to <laughs> Rochester. I like that. <laughs> Perfect. That's a good way to say it. I love my family. I love my family. Happy Father's Day. Hey. <laughs> Brooklyn. So I heard a tree grows there. Oh, man. Many trees. I saw that movie years ago, too. You know that movie? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You didn't like the weather in it's California, the one, It's the one I'm oh, allergic to. I love to. the weather in California, but I had to come home because of family. You know what I mean? And this is not the place that you look on a map and go, wow, I'm right. going to move there. I've always so, started you know. that in college. Like, some people from college, I would find out they came from all the states. I'm like, how did you pick this? Right. The bad part is once you get here, you're stuck. You can't move. Economically, it's a great place to live. You know what I mean? I love the Four Seasons again. Right. You know? So, hey, you, you get stuck, and the music is it's cool. So all right. in one week, usually. All, you know, all, all in four, one week. You know? <laughs> that all is the season. thing. We have such a good scene. And when I came here, it was an ice storm. It was so beautiful. Oh, it's only 91-ish? It was like... Oh, yeah, yeah that's when I, I used to... No, go. no, no. It was like 2000 oh, there was before an, then. Like there was another ice storm? Yeah, that there was. was like there real, was. Yeah, it was like 2000. Okay. Because I moved here 2001. Okay. So, yeah, it was beautiful, though. Yeah, you missed like, the wow. first one that looked like somebody dropped a bomb on the city in I 1991. Saw, I, I, saw, oh I was in grad school in Albany. I came back for the week, and it was like a Sunday night. I was going to drive back. I hear this weird noises and stuff Cracking, outside. Yeah. And I get up the next day. I guess I'm not going to be able to go through all the fallen trees yeah. and all. And I, nobody I, in Albany knew. Right. I, I was coming back from Buffalo because I had a job. Was I was with Citibank at the time. I had a job going to the branches in Buffalo, collecting stuff and coming back. So mm-hmm. 9 in the morning, I come back. It was over in Garnsey Road there. I pull in, the, I get off the, the 490, and I'm like, I'm just looking around. I go, what the, what <laughs> happened here? It's like, it's all quiet, and I'm looking mm-hmm. at those trees. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it was like a Twilight Zone thing, because I had no those idea. Great, those great murder weapons. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was like Monday morning. It was like Monday morning, and there's no cars in this all big this car. All stab somebody, no DNA. What you want? Come on, great like murder weapons. Like a Christmas weapons. story. <laughs> Christmas story. Icicle fell down. It hit me in the eye. <laughs> well, what did you, when did you start singing and doing all this? Oh, man. Did you just, were you born a singer like yeah, a lot of people are? I was born I've a heard singer. that from so many people. Yeah, my Greg, mom. I'm sorry. Were you born a drummer? I don't know. I <laughs> were must you banging on the pots and pans at you home? You know, I never did that, but I think I was just always a nervous person and tapping and stuff. And, oh, wow. And then, like, I don't know. I saw, I always tell this story, but I saw. The, Mickey Mouse Club, remember? Yeah. And at Cubby, 
they, they had a one show where he did some drum solo, and I would, that was it. It was like, it wasn't Ringo, it was this guy, it was like Cubby. <laughs> and I was like, I can do that, I want to do that. I can't be Ringo, but I can be Cubby. How long Cubby. you been playing? Well, 67, so since I've been 12 or so. Wow. Forever. I mean, I was in high school band, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I actually was in a band in high school with a couple guys that were older than me, so that got me started. Mm-hmm. And then I actually played at my high school while I was in high school, oh, which cool. I thought was really cool. Of course, I, of I actually course. made a little money. Isn't that maybe a cool that. thing, though, too? It's like the, the Wayne Gretzky story. He always told that he was so good because he played with all these older kids. Right. When you're actually, you know, yes, there's something cool coming up together. Only a couple oh, yeah. years yeah. older. Yeah. But, yeah. but when you get people who know what they're doing. Right. You sit and you watch them and just say, okay. Yeah, they were they were a little bit more savvy. You know, and I was, yeah, I was like the youngest guy always, and, you know. Oh, you're the youngest. Ah, only thing we can add for you is drums. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> That's no. the thing on the show is making fun of drummers. Yeah. Really? So, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I love drummers. You got to understand, I'm a, I'm a singer, so and my my vocal style, um, I the bass and the drums is my heart. That's my heartbeat. Without yeah. them, I can't do anything. Right. Because well, I'm a soulful singer. Mm-hmm. So I need that bass and that drums. Them drums, them drums and me were one. Right. We are one. I so. mean, it's nice to think that it does push you, you know. Cause oh, I, yeah. I mean, if you've ever gone out, if any drummers, I've done it a couple times. If you go out front and sing something mm-hmm. and have somebody else play, mm-hmm. it's a different world. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you're, you're up there and you're just feeling this guy mm-hmm. kicking mm-hmm. you, you know, mm-hmm. or woman. You know, just and you know, it's a whole different thing. Oh, I know. But that. I also can relate to the symbols in your ear. Oh. It's like if the symbols are right at your ear level, and this guy, you know, the, the drummer's beating the snot out of him. Mm-hmm. It, it's like it's very annoying. Ooh, tell me all about it. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of how. <laughs> that is one of my biggest pet yeah. peeves. And, and that's kind of like why. I mean, for me, my own personal philosophy, I try not to do that. I try to be a little bit more tasteful because I, I have a. Empathy for the person. So that's you're got an accompanist. Him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not here to like deafen you. <laughs> you right. Heath Moon would say it was great to be a drummer because he said like when they threw stuff at the stage, you could deflect it. Yeah. Like, oh, here comes a cabbage. Uh, he put up the symbol. Right. Did you ever hear the story of Ringo when he tilted his symbols up because there was like threats? Mm-mm. And they, they, they thought stuff, they thought they thought he, they were going to get throw stuff or shoot or something happened. Some there was some gig where maybe it was that Philippines thing where they, mm. they, everything got weird, and he put his symbols up like. <laughs> Like at an angle so that it wouldn't get... I don't care how you play, as long as you're not playing like Animal Mm-mm. from the Muppets, I'm good. Oh, right. You know, it's all and that's actually, it. people think about like bass and drums. I know a lot of you would like Guns and Roses even. They loved mm. Soul Train because they loved the, the bass, like Cameo, Parliament and everything. Oh, yeah. Man. That type of stuff. Those are the best basses. I, I'm very lucky. I've got a couple bass player people that I play with in a couple different bands. Mm-hmm. So we, we know each other's style mm-hmm. and we lock in without even thinking about it. And that's yeah. the magic. And that's the key, to lock in. Once you have that bass and drum locked in, the rest is simple. See, you make make her jobbies. The, make, oh my God! But yeah. how did you? Because like, I can in, actually just play with them alone. Yeah. How did you start getting into doing actually going up on stage and playing? Oh, I, I come from a, a, a long line of singers. My mother sings. I have uncles that sung. We all started in the church, so that was simple for us. You know. See, that's I mean? the great. Oh, 
people don't get to churches are a great place to hear great music. They, I think Susie sung in the church before. Yeah. I think if you go down to the one church, like Mark Bradley and all them play in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll tell you, I did a thing a few years ago that that first Baptist out on Manitou Road mm. that we can compound yeah. out there. Yeah, go back like <laughs> Sam <laughs> Cook. A lot of gospel yeah. Sam Cook sings. They paid me to play though. I mean, it was it was most churches do. This guy got a hold of me and he, and I had to do one rehearsal and two services, but they had the plexiglass, mm-hmm. a really nice set, mm-hmm. huge stage, yes. lights, catwalk, the whole yeah. nine yards. It's a production in the yeah. Baptist churches, so yeah. And, and I'll like, tell you what. <laughs> it I, is. It's like yeah. the Blues Brothers. It's, it's for real. It, it's like No, yeah, it is for it, real. It it's is. definitely for real. I mean, that's the church I grew yeah. up in. And, and, and I'll tell you, it's no joke. I felt t- uplifted, and mm-hmm. I, I got an energy in there. And mm-hmm. I, I used to drive home from those feeling like, wow, I'm contributing and I'm giving back and God, thank you for the gifts. Mm-hmm. And it is. And that. a couple like, of these, you'd want to check these out because there's a couple like all-star local rock lineups I think in a lot of churches singing around while we're, you know, burning our souls doing the show instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, right. Well, you know, I don't think you really have to be in a church to be thinking, I don't know. I've always had this thing. If you live with God and you live with the spirit, you know, being in well, church, a lot of phonies go to church, yeah. you know? And now we're getting deep. Churches within, churches uh, within you. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's all about you. There it is. You know yep. what I mean? So that's just a building and religion exactly. is just a practice. So, you know what I mean? As long as you have a good heart, yep. we good. I'm doomed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Are you? Oh my God! Let me go. I gotta go. I'm but, sitting by the devil. We're in the. But a lot did you get? Like, were there any? Like, of course, growing up in a music family, like that's great. With any singers, obviously. Oh, my! My mother was a singer. Singers, my but uncle in terms was... of like, other, like in terms of. Oh, major. Um, actually, no. It's, that's well, they did the gospel scene. Let's put it that way. You know what I mean? But they wasn't like major, major. And my family, we. I just told him this. We sing because we like to sing. That's the best way to go. That's it. You know what I mean? If we can uplift you by just singing, I will sit in a restaurant and just start singing just to uplift the people. I will sing happy birthday to anybody that I know, even if I don't know you, and I hear this your birthday, and I'll walk up to you and start singing. Uh, I've actually sung in a restaurant where this guy was on his way to uh, Iraq a couple of years back and you know and I sung the you know the Star Spangled Banner in America you know be just to you know, to walk him out you know what I mean so yeah. this is what this is what our gifts are for this is uh, one of the themes we try to do on the show we try to be positive we say one of the big themes with music I said this a lot of times. I even put this on Facebook with COVID during lockdown. I said, when live music comes back, we'll be nicer to each other. And I think that it brings people together. That's like a theme of the show. It's a positive thing during Mm -hmm. a very trying time where people seem to try to... People don't realize we're a lot more the same than different. Oh, definitely. We're all the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody needs to be inspired. Everybody needs to be uplifted. But you have to learn to uplift yourself first. Yep, that, that's point. becoming one with yourself. You learn that. And to me, that's what COVID was about. It stopped everything, shut everything, gave you time to evaluate yourself. And then when you come back out here. Yeah, you see what's really too. important what's, to me. Oh, and, my God. Yeah. Say that again. What's, what's really, really important. important. Yeah. yeah, he did say it again. <laughs> I did yeah. say it again. Well, well, I always listen to people. Too, <laughs> like, we always ask this question out here. You can say that again. <laughs> <laughs> like, in terms of being a working musician, though, COVID hits, and you're probably playing all the time doing this. How did you adapt to that? Oh, I loved it because I needed a break. 
There we go. We I got was one happy. On the I didn't have here. any issues with this. Oh my goodness! I got I, my basement cleaned. Oh my god! Right? Kyle Bach, I think oh he fixed god. his house. Oh up. my goodness! I know one friend did like four albums in his like home thing. You know what I mean? I, I barely could do the laundry. Yeah. I was like, I had all these goals yeah. I was gonna do. Well, you know what? If you didn't, all those things gonna get around to it. All those to it things. It's like okay, I'm gonna get around to it. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of drive-bys, but uh, yeah. just to see our families, you know, we would drive up to the to the house. Hey, how you doing? And stuff like that, checking on everyone. We just we relaxed. If you didn't take advantage of it, you were a fool. And my son was in college, so um, when it first started, he was out in Texas. So we drove to get him wow. and bring him back because I didn't want him on the airlines or anything like that. So we drove all the way there and drove all the way back. I had my disinfectant with everything that I needed to wipe the hotels and stuff. Oh, I've got right. the super oh, stuff if you ever oh need it. I've got the stuff that'll okay. kill any, okay. kill air if you need so, it. To. Oh, damn. <laughs> I got this real industrial stuff I got. Enough. It's like I swear I was going to do like aliens. It's going to go through my counter when I was washing it. You're like it didn't burn you your, anything. You got your box of bugs around. All right, I'm going to test this out. And they don't all die like at one time. Yeah, like Like that. a nuclear bomb to bugs. But that's <laughs> I, I, one of the things I've been wanting to do on the show eventually, once this this madness I think is going the right way, is people's reaction to COVID. Because I knew friends who, one of my friends, very introverted. She said, "This is the best time of my life." Mm-hmm. Yes. But then you get people I know, people who are very like go outers and everything who go out a lot, and they were like going stir crazy. And I think it is what you make it. I think it was a very interesting sociological thing too, with the toilet paper thing, and 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 and, and the people realizing, okay, do we really need to go out? Do we miss going out to eat? Do we miss all? You know, so now, like even yesterday, my my girlfriend went to the Bayside, and she said it was a forty minute wait just to get to sit down. You know, I mean, it's like. Number one, they don't have enough help and all that stuff, and it's just like it's so weird. Did you hear I mean, about just... like the idiots you would hear around the country? But I know Philadelphia was one. Some guy bought like how many thousands of dollars of toilet paper, then That's he ridiculous. tried to return it to the store. That's stupid. I'm sorry. That's it is stupid. stupid. That was just dumb. I didn't even understand the toilet paper. I, mean, either. I, I like... got it. Somebody said toilet paper came from China. A lot of the toilet paper came from China. That's why they was trying to collect it and get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought. <laughs> like, what are you going to cook it on your grill? You know, you know I mean? food the or water something? too. I was like, why are we collecting water? Is something wrong with the water? I know. There's nothing wrong with the water. I mean, that, that just <laughs> it's, does it's not the seem of to be paranoia the, now. That just doesn't doesn't rank high on my panic list. Human conditions. <laughs> yeah. See what happens. Human conditions. Monsters are due on Maple Street. You know what I mean? So you know, it's funny. You, you, from being from Brooklyn, mm-hmm. I have very limited experience. But I did a couple gigs with Susie in New York City because mm-hmm. she she had some connections there. And I did a a thing there once. Uh, I worked for Chase Bank, and I used oh. to be in the mortgage. And we did some travel things like with mortgage. Uh, what they call it, when you redo your mortgage mm-hmm. modifications. Mm-hmm. So we were in Brooklyn for like a couple of weeks or a week or something. And, you know, I went out to some bars and I bought mm-hmm. a couple things from some guys on the street, bought a cool hat and all this stuff. Go. But I mean, I know, I found Brooklyn very interesting. Isn't it and, interesting? And, and just kind of real neighborhoody. It didn't strike me as like weird or dangerous or I, I really liked it. I mean, it depends on where you go. Well, of course, of <laughs> course. But I mean, I, I. So I think Rogers is more dangerous than Brooklyn. Yeah. I, I mean, I just got a good vibe off of it. I love it because it's 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 diverse. And, and some of those like the road. diverse. The brick, That's what I love the brick about houses and all yeah. that stuff. That's like visit my dear friend Kim in Philly and the diversity got it's me great. amazing. It's, it's like great. you get down, you park, literally there's 
one of my big things, ethnic restaurants of all uh, types. In walking distance, yeah. you can do Ethiopian, Thai. Yeah. Nobody bothers you at all. Yeah, it's all families. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody knows each other. Everybody the driving, out the drivers each other. suck. Yeah. Well, you see the yeah. you see the back of the cars now. They have these bumpers. Because they're so used to hitting each other in the back or the front. It's ridiculous. And they keep going. There's no stopping and giving insurance. No. You keep, you hit and you run. You just right. go. <laughs> yeah. well, not even a run. You just keep, you just hit and go. Well, you Philly know? is, the, it would drive anybody here <laughs> you, bonkers driving because they, they slow. Like, you can go, it's packed. Really? But, like, they don't start at lights and stuff. Like, we're in Rochester. We're like, come on. Oh, well, God. you know what? It's funny you they said that. They see your New York license plate, too, and they freak probably. Yeah. Oh, wow. When I was uh, doing that the Europe thing, mm-hmm. I, we went to, uh, <laughs> where the heck was it? I think it was Norway. Mm-hmm. I went to Norway, Germany, Switzerland. Mm-hmm. But but especially, like, I think it was Norway and the, the more Scandinavian. Mm-hmm. There, if you're walking and somebody's in your way, they just, they bang into you. Mm-hmm. They don't say they're sorry. They don't say, excuse me. You're in their way. They hit you and they keep walking. Right, right. <laughs> it's just right. like this. Now, it's kind of like, hmm, that's interesting. We were in Germany, and I saw this guy uh, who parked his car in the wrong spot. And what the cops did was, because you know the cars are small, right? Yeah. So they picked up the car and they moved it. Right. I was like, why are you picking up this car? <laughs> that's a good thing. Like, I mean, if you have toured, like, if you notice, like, cultural differences. Oh, that's a big but there's a big, there's actually a book on beer in the world, and it's, for the forget the beer yeah. part, it's the historical stuff. It's great, but it says like in a check bar, a man a man would go in first to make sure there's no reprobates in there before he brings his female friend. Oh, in. Wow. Hmm. Around here, we'd probably be in trouble. For I, us. I, I saw weird. I mean, not weird. Weird to us, I guess. But I mean, like people bring their little dogs into restaurants, oh, as that, long as, oh, yeah. it, that stuff like that, and yeah. they, they're sitting in their purse or whatever. It's like really. They're doing that here, though. They take <laughs> no. We just had a poodle store. going in the Ben's room with the guy at Abilene. Uh, <laughs> well, I just came back from Texas. Now they're flying. What's that? The dogs are on the plane. Oh, really? Not just the little dogs. The German Not snakes, shepherd. it's dogs. Yeah. When dogs fly. Oh. Yeah, they're, they're German shepherds sitting, you know. Wow. You, you buy a seat now so the dog can sit there. Huh. Well, that's, you know, I'm, I like animals, I don't so it doesn't bother me. Dogs. I don't think that's good for the. I don't think their ears. It exactly. seems like that would be weird. It bothers my to, ears. Yeah. So yeah, I it's like imagine. the pop, 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 yeah. pop, 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 But sometimes it gets to the point where it, it, it aches. It took me a minute to fly. Right. Because it was tearing my ears up and you know my Especially ears. when it starts off. Uh, it's coming down, it really gets me. Yeah. But now I understand too, Greg, you said you've won the thing called the Tiny Desk Award. You did? You, you did. did. No I didn't. Yeah, you did, didn't you? No. I thought you did. Oh Greg, our our second banana that's why I'm first banana. Okay. Not me. Hmm. I could have sworn you did. Well, well you will did. one day. Maybe, maybe it was somebody else, and I'm sorry, my my mistake. My oh, mistake. was it the um not the tiny desk? I won the um. You're talking about three second of years. Yeah, that's in the Bay Area award. Oh, okay. oh there we had an award. We yeah. had the award. <laughs> How, what is that about? Tell it's, us all it's about that. It's the best singers Bay Area award out of the whole entire San Francisco Bay wow. Area. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How Three did you go? Did they just pick you from playing out there? Did Look, you know? I didn't even know. I, I didn't even know. And somebody called me and said, you won the award. We got one. I used to dabble in films up here, local films. And we got, they want the Italian Film Festival wanted one of our films to show. And all we thought was, wow, they must, I don't know how they heard of us. Or... Right, right. But you know, you out there in the circuit. So, you know, I sung a lot out there when I first got out there. I didn't. 
The Bay Area is known for the blues, and when I went there, I didn't know anything about the blues. Oh, like that old San wow, Francisco really? sound, Nothing. like you know, like yeah. stemming out like yeah. Quicksilver, yeah. that you know, all this Buddy stuff. Ace, um, you know, just down home blues, and I didn't know anything about blues because coming out of New York, I did a lot of jazz, right, and a lot of hip hop and a lot of um, R and B. Went out there. Blues. I was like, oh my god, I got to learn. That's a little raw. I got to learn a blues song. Yeah. So I, what I did was I learned two blues songs, connect them together, made them a medley, and they got me through. Sweet. Yeah. Good. Good plan. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then I had to dig deep, you know. See, I've learned to the blues. I've never been there. I was in San Diego in L.A. for a, a few beautiful. years. But San Diego, that was it. Is beautiful. That was the '80s, though. So I was like the weird scene with the with the whole you know the hair and the clothes and the, all that stuff. Yeah. And I had a band out 80s there. '80s was bad dress years. It, the fashion was terrible. We wore we wore spandex <laughs> with t-shirts and belts. I mean, it just looked bad. Uh, yeah, you to couldn't me. see me. I it couldn't just, do spandex. It, it, was just, it was just awful, you know. The Miami Vice. The man Vice with the mullocks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. It was like, come on, you guys. The other one was too, the Miami Vice. Oh, yeah, the Vice Jack is right. Oh, my God. And then Michael Jackson didn't make it anymore. Although, I have to say, <laughs> I'm a big fan of the box cut oh, on, on the black guys. Oh I thought God. that was cool. Oh. <laughs> they're back. I know they're back. <laughs> they're so bad because my son is winning it comes around cool. though, but I also think like in terms of music how music progresses I would say like hip hop and rock, rap is like their jazz and blues now in a lot of ways people well, pick you know yeah if it wasn't for um, R&B <coughs> we have an allergy break don't worry <laughs> it's from it that tree in Brooklyn <laughs> yeah if it wasn't for R&B and jazz there wouldn't be no hip hop because what right. they would do is sample all the records from there you know what I mean so it always yeah. music builds on itself and re you know all the time right yep so I, history repeats itself everything is based on the blues too I mean if you really think about it there you go jazz but if you want to go deeper than that everything goes back to gospel it does. Everything it goes does. back to gospel. Yeah, it does. A lot the of people foundation. don't. foundation. Yeah, people don't realize Elvis loved gospel. Oh. Everybody... I just saw. Um, I just saw him on a. They showing there are they are showing old Ed Sullivan shows. Yep, on the and they had him on. Oh, are they? I got to catch up. He did a gospel song. Oh yeah, yeah, he did a great gospel song. I mean, that's incredible though. But so when you started playing here, what were like your first gigs and band like and everything? Actually, when I first got here. Um, they had the tsunami happen. Remember the tsunami? Yep. The tsunami happened, and um, I put together a uh, a benefit for that to send money over to them. And I had all different genres on one stage here. And I was amazed because they said they've never played together here like that. And I, was uh. like, I wasn't used to that because... Where I'm from, we all get together, doesn't matter whether it's rock, blues, jazz, whatever, you know, and it was a full day of just music. So that was pretty much my first time actually really performing and producing a show here. So yeah. And you notice there's a lot of musicians you could find to play with around here. They they were they were sitting in the, the wings waiting, you know. Seemed like to me, especially the, a lot of the R and B performers, they was just sitting in the Wings just waiting. I'm like, okay, we got to do something about this here. Yeah. So what about, I, I was looking at your history, and, and you did all these, like, Broadway-type show things and stuff. So can you, uh, what, what was that? With that? <laughs> was me. that something you always liked to do? or was it... I've always loved, I grew up in New York, so I went to music and art school. So um, my high school was all music and art. 
So, uh, yeah, I've always done acting, singing, producing, I used to dance. So, yeah, I did, when I went to California, I did um, Dream Girls. I did, uh, I produced a couple of plays. Wow. Um, you know, and I produced one here, too, called Lady of Song. This did, We did this a couple of years back, and this was a, um, a play, a uh, well, a play talking about all the legendary singers like Patsy Cline, uh, Barbara Streisand, uh, Diana Ross, um, wow. you know, and... Uh, you really covered it up. Oh, my God, yeah. we did. Yeah. We did, and we had a good time doing it. I think so. I've heard of that one because I'm involved in a lot of theater. That's the one thing about theater I have heard. We're going to start coming back yeah. in the fall. Like, DVC is yeah. going to do some shows. Yeah. And I do a lot of We local. did this at the Fringe Festival that came off really well that's why i know, you know about I mean? it because yeah it came out really well i was i was amazed you know somebody told me i should do it again i'm like it's a lot of work but right now right now i am working on a, a film i'm doing a documentary on 2020 from a kid's perspective and it's a musical huh. That's a different thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's that all about? It's about the kids' perspective on 2020, what they went through, how they felt. You know, how did it affect them? That's cool, because I don't think anybody's really thinking about it. You know that. what I mean? I felt bad for the kids in oh, school. Oh, I did, too. Especially the graduating guys. I did, too. It's not the same, but John Borman did a film called Hope and Glory mm-hmm. about when he was a little kid growing up during World War II in mm-hmm. London. And just how you go, he had fun. <laughs> yeah. No, but I guess you don't know. Oh, this, let's go play in the well, bomb see, building. Well, see, that's different right. because uh, back then they didn't give the kids all this information that they had this time. When 2020 came in, these kids had so much on their minds to where the news was just constantly throwing things out regarding the election, regarding the uh, the George Floyd, the school, the COVID. That was a lot. The, of stuff. It, that yeah. was a lot. You know, back then they didn't have internet. Now they have it. So that was a lot for them to to take on. You know what I mean? You know, there were some kids that committed suicide. Right. Because they were so depressed from not socializing with their friends. Yep. We've never had to experience that. Kids need socialization. You took away a big chunk of what kids oh. need when you make them sit oh home. I think like God. during summer and the time when we were kids, we didn't have to work or anything. It was right. you go out and play all right. day. Right. That's what was, that was my mom's edict. Go out and play dinners at whatever. Right. Yeah. Dark. See you later. Well, you know what, though? Like I said before, it was good for some kids because some kids with social anxiety and mm-hmm. different things, it worked out good for them because mm-hmm. they probably could, now they could focus on their studies because mm-hmm. now they don't have to deal with the kids bullying them. And, or, or, that, or, that's a good thing, not the bully, right? Or or, or just all the stuff in, in the classroom. Right. And they could just sit home and they right. probably thrived. They were like a plant in a hothouse, man. Right, they were right. like, boom. <laughs> but then you got the other kids that... Without the socialization, you don't have your friends. You don't you can't go to their house. I mean, I was always at my friend's house in high school. I've interviewed a couple yeah. of teachers, and you know, the Zoom, uh, the remote learning. A lot of times, the kids would have a blank screen in their name when they were supposed to have their picture up there. A lot of kids didn't even participate; they just yeah. let the teacher talk. You know what I mean? It was it was a lot. It was a lot for the teachers too, right. as well, the educators. So I just say, and I'm, I'm not a teacher, and I can't speak for them. I can't see like in terms of like if I was going to college or high school or something. I'd be like drinking coffee, not paying attention, like because you're not there. And I think like we do Zoom shows here, and we do them mostly for people just can't come to the studio. You don't live around here. Mm-hmm. We're not going to make 
somebody mm-hmm. like in Massachusetts mm-hmm. driving mm-hmm. for the show, mm-hmm. and they're good. But I think you get more of the feel when you're face to face. Well, if we did, exactly. we'd make them go to a dispensary first. Ah, think, or, so like, or, or like for me, where they could catch me goofing off in the back of class, oh, I could pay Lord. attention, Look you know, and stuff like Look that. At him. I know, right? <laughs> oh my God, he's the class cut. Yeah, and I do I think, can... like, you know, that's why a lot of people like I don't like seeing music programs cut because I know friends. We oh, said man. one of my friends said all he said. I never would have made it to school without it. And what happened? What happened to that? I, we used to see kids go home every day with a, some type of instrument, saxophone, clarinet. They took the music out of the schools and stuff. These kids, I, I feel really bad. But I think that's really, you know, a lot of people, that's that's really great. I think that a lot of people don't think, how's it affected kids? Yeah, yeah. And we did it as a musical. So I've written some songs like Zoomed Out. That's cool. That's the state of the world. (laughs) Zoomed (laughs) Out. Zoomed Out, you know. So um, I have some dancers. I just, uh, well, you'll see it. And I'm almost done. I am almost done. I've been working on this for eight months. Yeah. I went through, I I looked at a bunch of. a lot I've done. Oh, God. I saw a bunch of her videos, man. Really cool stuff where you get the crowd going and you you invite them to participate. I know it's a lot of that. Well, they're supposed to. Don't you think? Yep. I tell my audience all the time look, I'm on this stage. You're there. Don't even look at that. We're all in one big living room, so let's have some fun. It is a back and forth thing we because like, people yeah. stare at somebody. It's oh. like, do I got to do all the work here? Oh, I don't want <laughs> to. When I started doing like dabbling in films, we would have things like we were just doing little things, and we would talk before we'd be laughing our heads off. Mm-hmm. Then you put the camera on, everybody freezes. It's all just, <laughs> yeah. it's just boring. It's like, it's well, like why don't we see the stuff we were talking about before we start the show? Oh my here. god! Right, 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 right. I know. Come on up, come on up on stage, and they just stand there yeah. like, well, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I like to bring my some of my audience members up to to, to dance and you know what and they always tell me you know we just need permission you have my permission because my stage is open there I don't care if you can sing dance that come on up there yeah. You know I, mean? I know you always see these videos of the guys, people jumping up on stage on these big hulking security guys. I gotta grab them. Leave them alone. <laughs> Leave them alone. So it's it's like a though. communal experience, your shows. It's like fun. You're supposed to come out. It's, it's not, let's fun. go out and be depressed. No. Because <laughs> right. when you walk in, I want you to walk in one way and leave out another. Yeah. You know what I mean? With a uplifting feeling. I mean, I've always been a believer, kind of like, this is going to sound weird, but I don't think people actually know why they're going out sometimes. Because I know all it's of like, you, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, I know I want to go out, I know I want to be entertained, but, you know, so you go, and you just kind of, if you just sit there and watch the band, it's like, or, or whatever performance, it's like, you've got to really, there has to be, like, the give and take, because I don't think pe- people want to be entertained, and they just mm-hmm. don't understand that sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. It's like, okay, I know I want something, but... And then, I don't know what, until they get there and so get it. So you got to engage them, and then get them to come out of the shell a little mm-hmm, bit, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, now, now they're having an experience. But isn't so, that our job, though? Yeah, I, that, that's, definitely. That's that's what we're here for. And the other yeah. thing is, too, how do you sell original music sometimes? Because some people, they just really stuck in there. <laughs> I know what, you know, there's that's a difference a between... <laughs> you know, I know there is, because it's always, I want to hear what I know. Well, maybe if you hear what you don't know, you may enjoy it. Well, I try to give them a heads up before I start singing it. And I try to make them get involved in it, too, some kind of way. You know, I have them repeat a line that I just said right. or something like that, you know, and then stick in their head. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's like I always tell the difference. Like, I ask Greg that all the time. What's the difference between doing covers and the original stuff? And a lot of people, they feel a lot more passion for the original stuff, and I think it comes out. Oh, my God. You go and hear a lot of groups that do a lot of the, the covers. That's a sing-along. <laughs> Right? 
Yeah. That just that's just a single. I mean, that's just for it's for fun, it's mm-hmm. entertaining. Mm-hmm. And and like I've always maintained, it's like for me, you got to learn all these styles and it can only help you because oh, you're yeah. listening to all these other drummers and oh, like, wow, yeah. you pick this from that guy and this from that drummer and you listen to different the way the songs are put together mm-hmm. and it gives you ideas mm-hmm. as to how to write. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. this sold 100,000 million copies, mm-hmm. so hmm, they must have done something right, so I'm going to try to, you know. Yeah. And then you kind of learn that yeah. stuff too. And here's so. the thing too, I People always ask me, what's your genre? I don't have one. I'm all over the place. You know what I mean? I, right. I, I, I'll do whatever. Me too. Yep, I agree country. with that. It's all music. I do it's music. It's all music. Thank you. Now I know no, what to say. What's I your genre? Know, you know, I do music. You know what you used to Duke Ellington quote? There's only two types of music, good music and bad music. Right? <laughs> I love it. It's my favorite quote about know. music. Yeah, you know, don't put me in this box. Well, it, that's only for reference sometimes, I think. Like... I know sometimes it's hard to do that. People say, oh, don't pigeonhole. Well, you know, if I'm trying to communicate a feel, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to say, well, play it like so-and-so. Not That just mm-hmm. gives you a parameter. It mm-hmm. gives you, like, a, mm-hmm. an idea. Like, if somebody says, do like a Steve Gadd or do like a Stuart Copeland from The Police, you know, then I got some idea what what rudiments and what style. So then I can just kind of figure that out. See, if you ever play with me, I'll be like, look, do you. <laughs> yeah. And there I'll you follow go. you. Well, what I always do, because I, like for bands, whenever I try I'll to recommend local music, okay, <laughs> I try to recommend local music. What I do for a lot of my friends' bands is also, well, what's it like? And maybe you get somebody who's playing and you go, well, you know exactly what they're playing. Mm-hmm. But other people, I go, well, you can't really define it, but it's good. Mm-hmm. Like I used to call like Anonymous Willpower like a really good soundtrack to an independent movie. Oh, that's movie. my girl. Oh, yeah, she's a regular on the show. I love her. That's my girl. I love she playing that, Oh, she loves you, too. I she told you you were going to be on. She is powerful, that girl. No, she's got to not be as shy and, like, unassuming oh. with the voice, Susie. Wink. When is Susie Wink. shy? <laughs> <laughs> when she's sleeping. Susie! Susan! <laughs> no. She's a regular oh, yeah. on the show. I oh, my God, her. she's never shy. What? I, I have seen her do some weird uh, gigs. She's like she'll fall down and yes. ride around yes. and wiggle well, like, around. Put a, when I put a spell on you, all those good noises. Yeah. She, <laughs> she is so cool. She is. You know who's another one? Sandra Naro. Do you know her? Yep. I, I actually Sandra. don't know her. Oh man, y'all gotta bring she's, her on. She's oh. awesome. We should and get she's her on. Funny. She is so hilarious. I now, love you do a little like I know John Eric says hi too because he's a, like a regular on here, mm-hmm. and he was gonna come on, but he's doing things for Father's Day, mm-hmm. but. When you have different musicians, does that affect what you do a little bit, or do you like you know in terms of like okay, what do you, what do you want to play? And they do they go this way or that way? We all adapt. Oh, that's that means you're decent musicians. <laughs> we just adapt. Whatever happens, happens, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you really have to assess the situation. Like like big a big mantra for drummers, especially, is serve the song, and you know don't play outside of what the song requires. And, you know, if you're just laying down a groove, that's great. Mm-hmm. If you need to show off a little bit, if the yeah. song requires it, yeah. then if you can do it, do it. If you yeah. can't do uh, it, you know. Or if it's a prog show, do like a 45-minute drum solo. Right. Go <laughs> Did you ever hear the story, sentiment about, about <laughs> yes, I guess, their keyboard, Rick Wakeman, he wore this cape, and what he wore, he put it over his head. I guess during, like, Journey to the Center, the whatever they did, yeah. he would eat his dinner. He would have curry. <laughs> Now, he told this story because they were just doing this for, like, you know, playing these long... You know, that was, like, in the 70s oh a day. One of my friends saw yeah, he was Rush weird. <laughs> in mid-70s. <laughs> one of my friends saw Rush in the mid-70s, said it was a two-and-a-half-plus-hour show, five songs. Yeah. Probably, that's, like, the entire album size. That sounds and, like me. Yeah. <laughs> I could stretch it. <laughs> I said I like that, too. 
Yeah, but, but you do a, more than five. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. They, they talked to me many times about that. <laughs> but um, there's a my, my husband, he's a bass player, and he does Zodico music. So he's from New Orleans. But there's a guy, I can't think of the guy's name. The guy actually cooks a gumbo on stage. Oh, oh I know. That Bill he Kirchin. plays here a lot. Yeah. He plays here a lot, like for Jazz Fest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He used to play dinosaur all the time. He a gumbo on stage. I know. That's a great shtick. Oh, I mean, my God. A, and oh then he God. passes it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember because the, you would hear about this at Jazz Fest. He's going to cook up while he's playing. Mm. Mm. Love it. I miss those. I shows. mean, how is that not authentic oh flavor? So the days of Jazz Fest, especially when you can go through so many people have come through. I used to like make sure I had the week off. I'd be in that the hotel to like five or six in the morning. Wow. I could never do that now. Wow. now I know you guys miss that day. now. Hmm. But I couldn't do it now. I just like have to pick and choose. Yeah. Now I, I don't have the. But do you? I know you missed the Jazz Fest. Yeah, this year we're gonna have it. I guess they. Hopefully, it'll come back next year. Oh, it'll be back next year. You know, and yeah. that's the other weird thing. Think about, like, with COVID in terms of, like, like all, like, C-Mac, everything. There's nothing. All these musicians. Well, C-Mac is opening back opening up now, on yeah. Yep. Right? Yep. But, so I'm like, if, if they're opening, why we just can't have the Jazz Fest? Maybe because it's... I think it is bands have, ske- you know, bands have schedules mm. for touring. You mm. got to think of the people coming into town, mm. too. There's a lot yeah, of... Yeah, you know, I-, I read something. They sent an email around, and they were... They started listing all the all the uh, obstructions, and it's like you got visa things, you've got hmm. uh, you know you've got schedules of the of the bands, uh, and and maybe not being able to travel and fear of traveling. So all these things entered into it. So they just said, "Screw it." That's a lot. That's that's a <laughs> lot. Know? But I met I made so many friends too. Like my friend Nestor, they're from bands from Cuba, and I hmm. guess because of all the nonsense here, it was hard for them to get in the states again. So we would go up to Toronto and Ottawa to see them. Wow. Oh wow! Wow! And stuff like that. Last time we went to Toronto, we went to see Bruno Mars. Man, what a show! That boy. that was so much oh, fun. He's phenomenal. Yeah. He is definitely phenomenal. When they opening up Canada, I've know, heard it's bad still. I just actually know a few people there. And it's Canada don't for a while, you know, and you hope they will. Canada don't. <laughs> wow. Canada. I don't. Because <laughs> it's, you know, it's interesting, too, if you want to just go back and do like a sort of historical perspective for COVID. What nations were hit the hardest, which weren't, which were. Yeah. And everything else. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing how the world just shuts down. Shuts down. Well, it was an orchestrated thing. You know what? This is all fake. This didn't really. Oh, those were fun too. No, those were fun too. The conspiracies were great too. Kim Dram told me a story. I guess somebody showed the chip they put in you when they give you the COVID vaccine. Oh my god! I know. Some guy recognized it. Some guy recognized it. It was a guitar piece. Yeah, yeah. I don't want a SIM card. You know what I mean? It was like yeah, it was a guitar thing. You have a phone. You (laughs) can crash. But that's cool. But what have you like? Some of your have you done? You've done some recordings over the years. I take it. Oh like, my god! What have you done? What is like some of your favorites? Uh, what's the uh, no? No, I hate that question myself. Like just, what am I? F- no, some of your history of your recordings. It's that oh, I hate. Oh, I've, I've done. Thing. I've done some stuff before I got here, and uh, I've done some stuff since I've been here. Um, no major, major, because I have my own label, Eternal Soul. Yep, I you saw that. I mean? That's cool. So, because I really. Your website's really good, by the way. Thank you. Whoever yeah. put I, that together. Oh, like, I was blessed by someone to actually do it for me for free. Wow. And well, I was so blessed. I, yes. It, it's still running it, which I'm so grateful for. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but there's recordings on my um, 
on my uh, my website. I'm actually in the studio now with Andy, trying to Don't finish wait, up. Just wait till the end. Finish, Surprise. Trying to finish up some stuff and uh, also doing a lot of the soundtrack for the music here. So I mean for the movie. And uh, but yeah, I'm. I wrote a song last night. I, you know, you know, how you write a song. You just it just happens, right? Right. You know what I mean? Yep. The song you guys are here at the end of the show. I wrote that in my sleep. That's what I was going to ask. Where it's just when you're a creative person, you create. I guess it sounds stupid. It comes when it but comes. But it just right? shows. I think yeah. it also like I think you. I think you think differently in a way that like we look around. Some people just look around. Ah, oh, it's a nice sky. Or whatever. Look around. You see something. All of a sudden, there's a song. Yeah, it just it just hits you. Uh, the this song that you'll hear at the end. I was sleeping. I'll, I'll never forget the lyrics started coming to me in my head. Right. So I normally keep my phone or something by me, you know, to like tape it when right. You know, yep. I wake up and it was groggy. <laughs> I've gotten ideas just driving around. All of a sudden, some yeah. uh, some little riff comes in your head. Yeah, and you're like, oh yeah. my god, I gotta remember this. Yeah. It's like with like write ideas yeah. on my yeah. phone, or like yeah. I used to carry a pad around and write the ideas yeah. down. Yeah. Well, so I I love using this. Our good friend who's been on because the show. you forget it. Yeah. Just yeah. like the way it came, it does. It'll disappear just I've been like having, that. Neither of you, I've been having very weird cinematic dreams since all this started. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like I look forward to it, though. I look forward. It's like, what are we going to do tonight? Oh, wow. Awesome. But I have, like, this is our good friend Herb Smith, who's been on the show. He wrote a song called Glen Walking. He likes to walk by the Glen. You know, I love that. You know, walk in nature, chilling mm-hmm. out. And he says, like, okay, well, listen to the song. You're like, you're walking, and you're like, jazz music, you're telling a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He says, then I want to have you raise your hands. When little chipmunk scurries by, right. so he would be playing, and then you would hear like the trombone, like that, and that's what they're telling stories. But I think that creative people see something in everything. Yeah, I was just working yesterday, and I was sitting there um, working on the film, and then a song came to me while I was sitting there. I had to put my work to the side and finish writing out this tune. I was like, oh my god! But it was so simple, so quick. Well, it just yeah. bangs away at you. It's like yeah. I got to finish this. It's, yeah. it's just like any other. Yeah. Obsession. (laughs) Come in here and do it, but the name of the song will be called Fly High Like the Bird in the Sky. There you go. Greg, would you ever be the cooking drummer and like cook something up on stage? No. I can I cook, love but only because... Can you imagine seeing a drummer, though? First question is, can you The cook? drummer, though, going... Like, he's playing with one hand, hitting the drum. You're, oh. you're stirring with the other hand. You're stirring with I, the yeah, other right. hand. That would drummer be should be great for that, because you could be the sipping hand it while I'm playing. Oh, yeah. You know, have like a drum. Look like a drum head, but it's a pot. Oh, that would be so cool. No, it still needs more hot sauce. Stir. Stir. But do you cook a lot? I have a husband that cooks a lot. That's the way to do it. I used to cook a lot, but he's from New Orleans, so he oh, has the nice. best dishes. I mean, there's nothing I can do anymore. I'm done. I met him 2012, September 16th in Bethlehem at a show that I was doing, and he was also on the bill, and we got married 2012, nice. December 24th. We've wow. been together nine years. Very nice. That's great, great. And he cooks up oh. etouffee, gumbo, all these dishes. I'm like, you got to stop. I'm getting too <laughs> But, you know, it's good food. Oh, that's like all such great stuff. Good cooking. I love, like I've tried cooking with okra and making gumbo. Ah. And the one thing I did wrong a couple times is I put too much rice in it. It looked ah. like the blob. Ah. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to separate that rice and, and the gumbo. Uh, eventually, and eventually. <laughs> No, I just listened to Jambalaya, the song, and I tried oh. that. <laughs> Man, I tell you, this guy is fantastic. I told him, you need to open up a restaurant here. You make a killing. 
I actually, that's like one of my favorite cities, and I almost went down there to study archival studies. But my one thing, I actually went to Anne Rice's Halloween party there. Oh, yeah. But the one thing for me, being a northerner, I think if I would be there long, it would be too hot. Downtown New Orleans is very cool because it's so old-fashioned. Yeah. It's still got the older buildings and stuff. Haunted like New Orleans, the music, yeah. the history, and I love. I, it. I think a lot of people need to go to rehab. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> because all that drink, there's a lot. Yeah, of drinking there was a lot of party there. in there. A lot of drinking. I went I to mean, the jazz festival one year oh, there. It was a freaking blast. Did you wake it out? You made it out. Oh, uh, well, you know what? It was funny. I, I mean, I found this. I stayed at some Best Western or something in the near the French Quarter, and. And I found out all these people, oh, it's so much for the shuttle to go to the... Then I found somebody started telling you, well, that's right, you just walk down there's this more. road. I walked to the freaking racetrack. And I think there's It's like 10, 15-minute walk. And then I got to see the houses and the, and the neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. You don't see that when you're on and a And I shuttle. think there's everything no, there, too. It's like one of those magical cities where I want to see the jazz tradition. It's there. And one of the haunted... My friend Adriana, when she went down there, she wanted me to give her all these haunted places to go visit. Right. Oh, the graveyards and she all that stuff. She came back. Yeah. I said I was not responsible if you vanished. Yeah, right, right. Oh, my God, that's too funny. But there's a yeah. question I like to ask. We like to ask professionals a lot of times, like, okay, how it's portrayed. But when you did Dream Girls, have you seen the movie? Mm-hmm. How did the movie hold up in terms of, like, the creator of the show? Oh, great. Okay, because I've not seen the still. But see, I, I saw Dream Girls before I actually did it because it was on Broadway. <laughs> and then when I went to California, we did it there. And then when I saw the movie, it was it was all the same. And Eddie I mean, Murphy was like really, yeah. Thunder Except early. for one thing, they added two other songs, two new songs to the movie. You know, Beyonce she did a song at the end that was not in the play, um, and and Eddie Murphy's song that was not in the play. That's what I just like to do. That sometimes so, you know like we've I mean? had people. It's like on. reading a book. You know, to be different from the so doing you know, actually one of the best things is like doing a Shakespeare play. You right. have to cut. So you want to listen to all hear all of Hamlet for four and a half hours. Right. I don't think it's going to do. But that. But that's cool though. It's like because because a lot of adaptations, man, they mm-hmm. just chop the heck out of it and they like add all this non essential stuff that doesn't make any sense. At least right. that sounds like they stayed pretty true to it. They they is, really did. They really did. And you I know, think it shows you how to be a team player too. Because like everybody in music or films, you're not just doing it yourself. No. You have to like. Get along with people and oh, get them in the fold. I love it. I mean, you know, like some musicians, like that's the problem. Like Jeff Beck, who I love, but I think he could have been so much better. Hey, you be able to get along with people. Right. That'd be nice. That that's another thing we were we were talking about. Cinnamon and I were talking about this before we. Y'all save it for the show. Well, that's why I'm bringing it up now. Was that on the show? <laughs> Yeah, we're on the show. Right? <laughs> well, this is the first guest. Sometimes my host got here before me too. They, no, no, we were talking. We were talking about. Are we it. doing all this talk? We on the show. I'm about to leave. <laughs> we were we were talking about getting out there yeah. and being. What's the word? Obsequious or ubiquitous or whatever. Big one, Greg. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> I know it started. It's a big word that I don't understand. We're going to no. have like a, a noise come up whenever <laughs> Greg does a big words? word. What's up with all these big words? Well, no, you know, words. like where you're just all over the place yeah, and, yeah. And, and you're just like, are these people actually really as good as... Yeah, yeah. We were just talking about the style versus the substance and, and, right, right, and right, all that right, kind right. of stuff. And, and, and we was talking about advertising, you know. Oh, he was talking about, oh, my accolades. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a... Uh, you know, I don't go around saying, hey, I did this, I did that, I did this. 
Nobody needs to know that. No. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm always very bad. Like, even, like, with the show, I don't, like, send, like, all of my friends to, like, mine? the show. That's mine. And we sorry. have No, this has happened okay. on Greg's Batmobile phone. I know. I got the Batman theme. This is the fun I'm part a... about the show. We're very, as you can sorry. tell, we're very, we're very loose on the conversation <laughs> and everything. We yeah. just want to have fun. Phones go off, <laughs> you know. So the accolades, he was, you know, um, I think we should just, you know, be ourselves because I was always taught your gift will make room for you. So, you know, right. people will see you and they'll... They'll learn who you are. And I think people, they, they tell a friend and they tell a friend and they tell a friend. Right. And it, they and go, it, did you see the singer? Or did you see the band that had, like, the, that drummer? Well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he said you dug deep into my um, my history from my website, you know, and he said I didn't know all that, you know. And a lot of people don't because I don't walk around and go, hey, look what no, I did. No, and that's my big problem. Yeah. Even, like, with this show, people seem like they really like it, but I'm not big on self-promotion. Right. I just don't like it. Right. I feel like you're bragging. It's like people who it, always, right. I never liked the people like in high school. That, oh, I'm so great. Right. Is they're the ones who not? No. Well, right. pride. That's goes exactly be- what he yeah. said. Pride going yeah. before a fall. But you oh, want to have people <laughs> coming to your show and stuff. You got to advertise, obviously. Right. But it, it once, like you said, a friend of tell a friend of tell a friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you know, so it'll it, happen. Isn't it weird, like too, like these days again? How you take advantage of the mass media, like Facebook, for good? I just got banned there for a couple of days. I don't even know why. <laughs> I don't know what I did. They won't even tell me. I don't know. You got banned? I don't put any... If you read my stuff, it's all funny or weird. Who banned you? I, I, somebody said there's bots and maybe they read something wrong or whatever. Uh, but, maybe but one of I my recipes is I'm not worried, but the thing is, you can get people out there. Like, you can get, like... I tell all my friends, like, musicians, yeah, send an invite. Make sure I know you're playing. Like, before, like, you might not... Like, of course, the old... Facebook was free time where like every time you get the new one, you just be going through. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, though, if you like, I, I tend to like, I put a lot of these pictures up, and sometimes I feel like, oh, hey, more me. That's what the world needs, more me. <laughs> but you know, I, I just want to show people that I'm active, and I want to show people that I'm doing stuff, and. You know, people go, man, you're all over the place. You're all, and it creates. You don't a perception. do the fake ones of Greg and Y this week. No, with like the, the, the backdrops and, <laughs> and everything. Greg's you're, in Samoa this yeah, week. Here I am climbing a mountain. You know? yeah. <laughs> we should do that for the show. We should like post us like in, on islands and stuff. Right, that would be funny. Where people people come up to me for my posts and go. I don't know what the heck. Have you seen about. Carla Kutz's things with the Janice? That is so funny that she's got this little Janice Joplin figurine and she puts it in different scenarios. Oh, Janice is out in the garden. Oh, and oh, what did we just oh have, it's hilarious. What do we just have like Bernie? Where there was oh, all right? the Bernies yeah, and, you know, sitting Bernie's. there yeah. with his coat. <laughs> I thought that was so cool. I, I, mean, I didn't get him at first. It was like I was at a show and somebody was saying to me, Why are all these Bernie Sanders things going on? And then I found out later. Yeah, he was so cool. He was so cold, bless his heart. Yeah. But he had nothing on his head. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you got the men. You're a hat person or you're a not hat person, I think. I mean, my dad was always a hat person. I've become I'm both. one. I've, oh, I'm I both. love hats. Oh, I, I do, too, too, especially like in the winter. I just, like when I go for a walk later, I always wear one. I like, my mm-hmm. dad was always a hat person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Most definitely. Then there were the men without hats band they weren't. Did they ever tell you if you wear the hat in the house, your hair was going to fall out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. I've heard oh, my mother cough. say that. Cough, cough, cough. <laughs> Uh, I've actually not got a haircut since like last March because of who has. Yeah, that's another thing. I saw a lot of people with beards. Right, they grew beards and their hair got longer. Well, I think everybody had to reinvent themselves a little bit. Why not? 
Some look great. I was like, okay, yeah. this this is a good look on you now. And it made people think a bit, like, what's really important and where am I going and, you know, what like what said, have I been wasting my time doing, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Just enjoy life and enjoy family. Yeah. And that's exactly what we did. Yep. That's the thing. So, really, go out and see Cinnamon. You're playing now, right? I am. Well, not now you're at the show, but after. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I get it. I am. My next show is not till July 31st in Lima at the Blues Festival. And then after that, oh, I got to go back to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and perform out there. And um trying to get things together. But like I said, I'm trying to finish this project. Once I'm done with this, I'm pushing everything else to the side. I want to finish That's this. That's the way. See, my biggest problem is I multitask and I do so many things at the same time. You have to focus on yeah. one thing. That's what we should do. We should go to Bethlehem, open up a bar, and call it the manger. Oh, you're so oh. funny. Oh. <laughs> what, put a little star <laughs> over a star on top? Like Jerry Lewis left. <laughs> 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 In a way, that's oh. very funny in its own way, Greg. <laughs> that's so funny because, like I said, I met my husband in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and married him on December 24th, Ooh. Christmas Eve. Oh. I see a pattern here. Have, like, the bartenders <laughs> dressed as the three kings. Okay. That's right. <laughs> or, like, have drinks, they got frankincense and bird drinks or that stuff. I got that at home, the frankincense and the oil at home. Oh. <laughs> I know, me too. Know. You know, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's good for your inflammation. Oh, yeah. It really is. <laughs> yeah. It is. And that's, so. I think, what is that's one question I asked, too, about playing festivals, too. I think it's a good way to expose, obviously, people who have not seen you, but how's that also, too, like you said, you adapt because you're going to get people in the crowd who don't know your music. Oh. And that's like just bringing it on. I love well, when you steal the show with those things, too. <laughs> once once they're there, we all belong to each other. So, hey, enjoy. That's it. They, yep. You know, either you can leave or you can stay out. My big care. thing now is I admit, like, I used to do, like, I just can't do a lot of festivals. I have to pick it. Just, it gets to me, you're getting old, like Greg, me, getting old. It's too much hours. Where it's overload, just as this for me. Yeah. Well, the festivals only do ninety minutes. No, for like years, but like like say I'm going like for jazzers. I used to oh, start go, yeah. like you start in the morning and end at night. Now yeah, it's like yeah. I can't do this anymore. That's just what I mean. I want to go out more. Like but oh, there's a festival. Thing. Like say like pick any festival. Okay, this is like ten hours. Like there's one like in East Aurora. I right. saw Michaela there. Two days, all these bands. You want to mm-hmm. see a lot of them, but I because it's also like when I lived in Alexandria, you go to the Smithsonian. You could only do so much of the Smithsonian. This morning in a day, good word. Yeah, say it again. uh, Sounded like a cheese. Say it again. Smithsonian. There you go. Ubiquitous. Sounded like a a cheese or something. But you can only do so much. It's all great, but it starts wearing on you. You know that? Yeah. Yeah. That's the same way with uh, touring. Yeah. That's why I don't really do as much because that's a pain in the butt. But you know what? I enjoyed that life when I did it because I mean I did for a minute. Well, I, I tried to make it, okay, this is my life, and it was only a couple of years, but, well, actually, I was gone for like seven years in various touring bands, like all the 80s, man. But, I mean, I worked out a lot. I had a bicycle. I had my dog. You know, I mean, I just, I felt like I was just, this is my life. I'm on the road, so I'm going to exercise like the, and do I, stuff. I didn't like the the, 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 the traveling, the, the planes. The, oh, that's yeah. Yeah, the airports. Me. We fell asleep a lot of times in the airport. Right. And, you know, and then sometimes we would get there late to the, to you know, before we even have a sound check. And then it goes directly onto stage. Right. It's, it's a lot. That's a lot to do. Yeah, you're, you know, you're setting up. And then afternoon. you have to pick up and leave directly afterwards sometimes. You want to leave and stuff and... Uh, at one point, we flew so much, I was like, the odds are... 
Yeah. Oh, so I don't want to think about that. I that's started the, thinking like see, that. See, every time I'm one of those people when I True, fly, I always think, mm-hmm. are you trying to tell yourself it's very safe, but then you think, ah, oh, okay, mm-hmm. my number, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. But we I were, think it's, maybe it's something everybody, you know, it's good to experience. It, it is, it We is. were driving a lot, but even then you got the, you know, you oh, could get, you you could get, get yourself killed easily. I mean, I would easily. read like a lot of like, like Neil Pierce's <laughs> these travel books and he did a bicycle tour through Cameroon. Right. And it's fascinating and you ask in a way, why are you even doing this? It doesn't sound fun, but the experience and everything you get out of it. But I think also touring, there's probably a time for it. And it's also probably the person, like Dylan, he only stopped touring because of COVID. He toured, so I suppose he has to like it. Yeah, some people can go all year round. We <laughs> went all year it. round. and then some, But I would never get any sleep because I can't sleep while somebody else is driving. Right. So, oh, you know, the bad. next thing, you know, if you do fall asleep, somebody's on the road, it's like, oh, Lord, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, you get so the, you wake up. The singer falls asleep there while you go. singing on stage. Oh, my God. You know, that's ridiculous. So it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. So, you know, you pick That's what choose. gets me, like, in terms of artists, That's which bothers me sometimes. People don't realize it's actually a job and work. It is. A when you hear, oh, can you do this for free? That? What's that? I like it's what you're saying. Because people are like, suppose like for me, like if you're doing like, say say you do, say you have a plumbing business. They hire you. They're going to mm-hmm. pay you. You're an artist. I've heard so many of my artists. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're an artist. Do my picture. You know? Yeah, right, right. It's, it's, they don't think it's work. It's a lot of it's work. It's fun, too. Oh, you're but having it's work. fun. You're enjoying yeah. it, but it's work. But there's yeah. background to this. You know what I mean? There's a backstory to it. You got to eat. You got to eat. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to put it together. You got to learn the music. This is work. Well, I think nobody really wants to like be like, well, here's here's what I charge you for per, you know, I don't get paid by the note, you know, or whatever. But, you know, it's like. I'll cook you on my drill. I'll cook something on my drill. That's right. Oh, I'll work for food. <laughs> yeah right. Set up no, a little set get, up yes, a drum set like, at the it's, interstate. It's fun, hopefully, but it's also it's your job. And I just see it that is. attitude going around a lot of times. Like, yeah, the, there's a big difference. We were talking about that too mm-hmm. earlier. It's like the big difference between being professional and being egotistical, mm-hmm. and just like you know, this is what I do. And I'm you know, people I do get I do play a lot in different mm-hmm. styles because people you know like you want to think they like what you do. And that's with the podcast. It's like one of the reasons we started this was just you see a lot. It's just a lot of about me ego stuff. But it's mm. like we just want to have fun, just have a good time and everything. Yeah. And on that, it's like been great what, having you. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it while what, you talk to your phone. But I'm sorry. Great having you on. As you see, we talk what about we, everything. Here. When we start having fun, we'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> But thanks yeah, for coming on and everything. Yeah, man, what a blast. Uh, you know, it's been, you have to come back. Oh, now, well, Greg, now Greg yes. and Cinnamon are going to start singing, and I'm just going to step back. You know, yeah. and they, in lieu of that, if you do not want to, Greg, if you want to go cook, think of that drum okay. cooking thing. Cinnamon is something we can hear at the end that you're going to yeah. play. But first, tell us what's coming, how to get a hold of you, what's coming yeah. to your website, all you well, promotions, let me promotions. Tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. Spiel on, girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my website is eternalsoulentertainment.com. It has uh, my schedule, it has my history, it has some music. Um, look at it, take a look at it, come on out. Um, it's a good site, Greg, have a good Greg time. say that. You know what I mean? It's a very good site. Let's come on out and party. We've been in the house too long. It's time That's to come it. on outside. Excellent. And happy Father's Day okay. to all the fathers today. God bless you. Yeah, for being fathers too, obviously. Child support. 
<laughs> I love that. That's like we need a we need a bumper sticker with that like quiet. Right, or if you don't uh, have what kids, is this don't now? have kids. The song that could be a whole nother show. <laughs> so you will be back. <laughs> but uh, what is the song now we're going to hear? And I know it's very recent, so you're in for a treat. It's called uh, "Brand New Day." It says, "Wake up in the morning, see the dawn, and get my day started. Hear the birds singing. No more dreaming." It's a brand new day. They're not those damn birds Amen. that sing by me at five in the morning. Oh, my, so I love it. I love it. Let the day begin. The day like, begin. What are you so happy about? You know I'm going to feed you because I do give you seed and stuff. But it basically it basically talks about make the, making your day count. I don't care what happens. Live in the now. Yeah, no, when good. you wake up in the morning, make the day count. Make it count. And it is. I think we as we get older, you know, it's like when you're younger, you don't think about things. Life's a damn good thing. Even if you give the miserable times, we all have bad times. Yeah. Everything, But, it's a, you know, there's so much yeah. good we can do. Yeah. And it's like, try to yeah. be positive. I don't like the saying, life is short. I like to say life is quality. It is. It is. You know what That's I mean? true, true. You, you keep that in your mind. That's why you have to do the cooking drummer thing, Greg. Oh, I'll have to work on that. Pressure. Wait a minute, the pressure. The I'm question tell Susie. is, can he cook? <laughs> Can you cook? Not really, no. Okay, then we can't have <laughs> no, well, Not unless you like getting bacon and eggs. The latest, I bacon the latest gig you do, you turn out like 10 people go to the hospital for food poisoning because Greg cooked. He does breakfast. That's good. I Captive audience. Subs. Yeah, yeah right? Okay, we're going to have a big Get table. On that, we're going to come back to do a cooking music show. Yeah. But cinnamon. You are the, the, what you call this? What's the difference between a sub and a hoagie? I don't know, about three Okay, you let me know. Okay. <laughs> no, and the other thing is I know a lot of people, because like my friends in Philly, that they, the, the commercial ones, they're like, no, like because the, this is those commercial Subways cheese steak steaks. Yeah. So yeah. what's the difference between a sub and a hoagie? Probably where you live. Anything. You know, I guarantee you. Like, what's a po' boy? So. And like, a hue? Your husband. Your oh, husband would know that. What's oh, the like, po' boy. Yeah. Yep. But now what's the difference that's between a, that? That's a seafood sandwich. Compared yeah. to salami and cheese. <laughs> it's not the lyrics from Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. <laughs> but on that, thanks a lot, Cinnamon. Thank you so much. You. I had a great Thank time. That was Thank awesome. You guys. We could do the, again, I think we could do these for four hours. We could be like a prog band podcast. Yeah. But we'll return it. Thanks yeah. a lot. Here's I'll be back to promote, to promote my movie. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> and it'll be a new day again tomorrow. It'll and, be a new and day. Right day now, tomorrow. listen to a new day. Have a good day. See you later. Bye. Bye bye.
It's a brand new 